What up, what up? It's Old Head Ed again. And before we get into this episode of Bruise Beats and Eats, just wanted to notify everybody out there who makes this a family program that there's going to be language in this one. And when I say language, I mean like fuck, shit, asshole, you know, that type of stuff. So just letting y'all know before we get into it. Thanks again for tuning in. Cigar City, Maduro, Ghostface Killer, all of it, top to bottom. Arroz and gandules, y pasteles, Puerto Rican style, no other way. Once again, Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. I am Old Head Ed, and we're at it for another week, another episode. And uh, this time around, I got one of my close friends here, <clears throat> um, straight out of the 725. Uh, he's a forger of the heavy metals. You can consider him the chiller whisperer. He makes sure everything stays cool, all right? I'm talking about none other than young one, Dr. Dak Daniels, that's right, Dak Daniels, because Jack Daniels was already taken, none other than Ralph Castro. What's good, Ralph? Everything is everything, man. Pleasure to be here. Happy to see it. Likewise. Happy to see it. Okay, okay. Glad you're here. Yes, yes. Uh, you forgot one, one part of me, though. Okay. Uh, you got you to put it in there. I'm half of the infamous World of Beer asshole crew. Ah, the yes. The loud one. Apparently. <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. Apparently so, the loud one. All right, so we're, we're going to table that just for a second, because when we get into the bruise segment, there's going to be a lot more of that. But definitely <laughs> is uh, he's one half of the uh, asshole coalition. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a drink thing, but we'll get into it a little more later. Uh, but for now, yes, we got Ralph Castro in the house. Um, um, I've known you f- since uh, 06? Yeah, yeah, 0506, yeah. we got into the program oh, together. 0506, I threatened to kill everyone in the room, day one. Yeah, and that's that's the type of party that we do. You know, that's how we get down. Um, <laughs> yeah, we uh, <laughs> we uh, we started off, we decided to take the same career path several years ago. We decided to get our shit together and um, jump into the trade. Um, shouts to the 725 local union. Always, always. And, uh, and we decided, we figured, you know, as cool as we were, we decided we'd help other people stay cool. So, uh, yeah, many years ago, it started off in a classroom. There was about, uh, what, 14 of us? 14, like, 15, somewhere around there. First couple of weeks, yeah, and then yeah. sure enough, by the time midterms hit around, it was nine of us? Eight? Probably eight. About eight of us. Yeah. About eight of yeah. us, yes. And, um, yeah, that was, that was the, uh, one of the earliest, uh, the earliest memories that I have um, uh, with, with Ralph. Ralph, what, what got you into the trade, Ralph? Um, you know what? It was a commercial on TV. And what it was is I was, uh, you know, I had a good job. I was drawing, um, doing lettering on transoms for yachts and whatnot. And I was watching TV and I didn't, I wanted to make a move and a, a commercial came up for an air conditioning school. Okay. And I said, well, fuck man, it's always hot in Florida. So 
AC is what you're gonna need. That sounds like it couldn't be lucrative. Yeah, Florida never runs out of hot. Though. That's, that's right. That's yeah, on, they got that on shit on deck. deck. Yes. So <laughs> I called up my pop, and my dad happened to know a couple of cats that worked for uh, for trains specifically, but were you know they were involved with the union 725 out of Miami, and uh, a couple phone calls were made, and a week later, here I am. Wow. Here I am. 14, 15 years later. That's it. Yeah, man. Went, you know, through it. You got, got through it. Did the five, the five long hard years. Yes. Of the apprenticeship and um, and uh, yeah, man, got through the program, made it out uh, early, early. Pre- I think you were uh, president of the class. Yeah, I think the I graduating was, yeah, class yeah. of 2011. I think by the time we got out of 10, there, 10, 2010. 10. Okay, yeah, 2010. 2010. Yeah. Yeah, president of the graduating class, and that honor was bestowed about, upon him without him even having an opinion. We was just like. The teacher said something about, uh, you guys are going to need a president. And we looked around the room, and the only person that we felt had their, had their thing together was, was Ralph. <laughs> so so that's, that's how Ralph ended up in that position. Yep, yep. <laughs> so boom, 725, 14 years later, um, still doing it. And, um, and, uh, and, and little by little, you know, we got, got to build a relationship. Um, uh, it attended several functions together. Um, most of them were alcohol uh, based or yeah there was there was always alcohol well, yeah wow wild stuff um, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast that's, that's a whole not, yeah I'm gonna, that's not for this one no not for this one, <laughs> this one. but definitely t- good times were had um, you also went to um, this, is, this is something that I I, I know we were big on comic books um, yes, yes. This is not the type of podcast that's gonna ruin or spoil Endgame for you, so we ain't. You know, we're gonna keep that that talk limited. But definitely a uh, an avid comic book collector. When, when did that start? When did that start? Always, always from from being a little guy, you know. Uh, okay. And um, my dad used to always say, you know, uh, uh, Spider. I went to high school with Spider Man. That was my guy, and I was like, yo, my dad's the coolest dude ever. He's hanging with Peter Parker. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So of course that was that. As a young man, that was it. Peter okay. was everything, and then, you know, slowly but surely, I said, you know where, you know where it's at? The villains. That's where it's at. Okay, that got your so, attention. So I've just been a comic book villain guy forever. Nice, nice. So, and you know, you got, of course, you love the, the heroes too, but yeah, I'm always, I'm always the story down. Go. The, yeah, without the villains, there is no heroes. Exactly. You know what I mean, so exactly. What's one that come, one that you you hold in high regard? One because yeah, a lot of times the villains it. Now, especially, you start to see where the, the the villain and the hero is a fine line between the two, and it's just a matter of circumstance where which direction one takes. Um, and a lot of times, the villains are actually trying to do something heroic, but it's not perceived like that. So, so like my man Thanos. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. Exactly. Most recently, if we're talking about uh, that. Uh, but who's one that you you uh, you've uh, you kind of uh, I don't want to say admired, but someone you followed early well, on. Yeah, well, you know, okay, so I'll go early on. Early on, I've always been a Marvel man. Okay. Top to bottom, Marvel's where it's at. But my favorite villain's the Joker. That's a DC product. Mm. And the Joker just, he's in there. Remind me a little bit like a tame version of Freddy Krueger. He's in there to party, have fun, kill some people. Yeah. Do you win? Stuff happens. Diabolical. But, you know... So, me my nickname when I was a kid was the Joker, because all I had was Joker shit all over the ah, place, you know? okay. But, talking all time, it's, I gotta go back to my Spider-Man roots and my man Venom. Yeah. The anti-hero. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Venom the classic. Is, you know, just, just a big beastly monster, and that's, that's where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. And it's someone who uh, just at one point felt underappreciated. Wasn't necessarily a bad guy, 
to begin with. But I, I guess that's where they work in the whole anti-hero where there's always, you know, he's still bound to do some good, but uh, underappreciated. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Always getting undercut by uh, Peter Parker. Kind of held the same type of position, right? At the yeah, Daily yeah, Bugle. Yeah. They were both snap taking pictures, yeah, both yeah, freelance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, fill yeah. them in, fill them in. Yeah, so uh, if you're going to my man Eddie Brock, who is the, uh, you know, the essence of Venom, it's actually, he's just the host for Venom, but, uh, you know, just a freelance photographer and, and obviously was nothing super about him. So Peter Parker's out there doing his thing, getting shots from everywhere that you can't get to if you can't climb walls and whatnot. And my man was just underappreciated and a little angry. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, uh, the symbiotes come down and Venom attaches himself to him. And, and that's where the relationship starts. And that's where he gets aggressive. See? See, somebody uh, noticed somebody in a moment of weakness, yeah. and they said, uh, "This is the right place for me." Yeah, it's like yeah, it's yeah. like uh, it's like Eddie Brock had a really good credit score, and then that's <laughs> it. That's and, it. And it's like, yeah, I'm alright with this person because yeah. uh, they ain't got no. Yeah. <laughs> their credit is straight. So, yeah. Yeah, so, we're, so we're, that began that going to be eating good on them good credit cards. There so. you go. So that became that became yeah, that yeah, union, yeah, yeah. and then uh, of course they. Uh, it took the direction where he naturally became a villain since there was a, a spider element to it. He became a villain of Spider-Man. Yeah, just real animosity mm -hmm. between them and, uh, you know, a, a bigger, badder, better, but Peter gets all the love. Parker, that is, you know? And, yeah. Uh, you know, so, that of just course, animosity the... came down and, and, you know, Venom being the weakest of his clan, he's a badass on our, on, on our plane, but... He was kind of the outcast over there, so they kind of fit both little outcast, chip on their shoulder characters, and just came together to make, to, in my opinion, the best villain out. Wow! Wow! Not the strongest, not the most powerful, just the best. The best all around, the best. Yeah. yeah. And we're and we're specifically speaking Marvel, um, Marvel with the villains on this side. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, he was one of the few. So there's several other. I know I, I caught the Ven Venom movie, and I know there was about four or five other ones that were spoken of we only got to see but one other one and right. then and then they led into where there's the uh the next host for one of the others so how many all together were there there's seven all together okay. originally there there winds up being a lot more but seven came down all together okay yeah havoc riot venom carnage which is the one that's the most devious of them all okay and then you have uh, a couple others hellfire the little ones that aren't that uh aren't that significant but uh yeah cool cool all right so so venom's the dude venom's the dude um comic books um um the most you the most impressed you've been with the uh, recent uh the recent movies that marvels has dropped since uh the beginning uh, with iron man in 2008 Right, which, is the, right. which is the one the franchise or the movie that's uh, i mean the franchise is undeniable it can't you, you know and DC tried to do their thing, mm -hmm. but they just crash and burn at every turn. It's just, you know, the Disney backing is probably what makes it. Okay. Because they could just outspend everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Actor-wise, studio-wise, everything-wise, but, uh, you know, Disney doesn't stumble hardly ever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the whole series, I mean, they take insignificant characters. In the grand scheme of things, no one cared about Iron Man. Mm -hmm. No one really cared about Thor. The Hulk was always a beast, but you know, Black Widow, you go into Hawkeye and 
and War Machine. No one cared about these characters. Yeah, they were they were never the, the, the were, characters that were drawn predominantly yeah, they were on never some the of these. Top, they were never the top dogs. Yeah. They were never on that Superman, Batman, uh, Spider-Man level. They weren't on that. Now they're... There's what's up. There's the household the main, names. Yeah, you know? they're the mainstay. Yeah. They're the mainstays. Even characters like Black Widow, who is a side character, or mm-hmm. you know, they're just. So yeah, they, they did it. They're doing it right. They're doing it right. Every turn, there really hasn't been a bad movie of the whole bunch. Been some better than others, but yeah. you know. But really, if you want to get into it, I'll go back to. I think the best of them all, current movies in the last ten years, was that Wonder Woman movie. Okay. The Wonder Woman movie was dope. Yeah, I, I just recently caught that. Yeah, her uh, uh, good casting. The story was good. It was mm-hmm. accurate to the comics, which someone like me cares about, but most people don't. Yeah, the casual, but, but... Yeah. I mean, the time frame was a little off. Yeah. But, you know, it was uh, it was a great movie. They really portrayed her the way she should be portrayed. Nice. So... Nice. But uh, that's the only thing DC did good. Everything else was... As my man would say, horrible. Horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> yes, yeah, we can qualify that as horrible for sure. Bam. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I also uh, I learned, learned recently when uh, I know you've always been crafty, um, yeah, you know, putting things together and whatnot. And just not too long ago, I overheard that uh, you started getting into forging, forging knives, forging metals, uh, making your own knives. When did that start? Um, well, I don't actually forge. Forging, okay. is, forging is the process of, of heating and and shaping. I I do a stock removal. So okay. I take a bar and cut it down to what I want it to be. But um, I've always been into making furniture. Okay. Big things and you know uh, wood hobbying and stuff, okay. the stuff of that nature. You know, since I was a little guy, my grandfather taught me. That was actually my punishment. He did a, had a cabinet construction company finished carpentry and when you're acting a fool like I always was you're out there with the hand playing playing in boards mm-hmm. for being a little asshole you know what I mean so which I've known to be once or twice <laughs> so it started early you start, yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> hey listen you know it takes years it to takes, curate yes yes you don't you, you can't just wake up a day and say you know what I'm gonna be an asshole from now on out it don't work that way so so you know I've always had a love for it and um, the knife thing came about you know I got kind of bored with just making the same old stuff and there's only so many desks you can make and bed frames and whatever else so I wanted to expand my I've always had a love for knives that goes back to my Joker days okay you know? yeah so uh, I just tried it and the first couple were really trash but you know I kept going and kept going and you have a little bit of the wood element in there with the handles and the scales and whatnot but um, yeah something I really enjoy doing Okay. And it's a much smaller scale thing. You can all you need is a little table and a couple small tools and you can get it going. Okay. Not a big old wood shop. Yeah. Full of multiple saws and apparatus and yeah, everything else. Yeah, so full it's a, function, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah, where you're gonna end up having you're gonna need a budget just to produce something. Yeah. You're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, working yeah, with yeah. stuff that you're just uh taking stuff you find or uh Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, I'm always scrounging for stainless. If it's stainless it can be made into a knife, if it's tool steel old tools wrenches files whatever really anything okay. like that that's a hardened you know uh hardened metal you can you can pretty much do what you do make it make make something out of it nice nice add something uh add a handle to it a handle all wood right uh most of the time i do wood but you know you could do anything really i mean mm-hmm. anything resins bones uh other metals you okay. know so yeah 
Damn. You get to be real creative that way, you know? I hear that. I hear that. And uh, the reason I even bring that up is because it brings me to this point, which is uh, probably the most... Uh, uh, I think I think uh, if there was ever a moment where we do encounter the Walking Dead, um, they would not want any smoke with Ralph. Uh, Ralph <laughs> Ralph is prepared. <laughs> yeah, Ralph is about his business when it comes to taking out zombies. Ralph, what's what's your theory on it? Yeah, man. I you know uh, I'm a zombie head even more than comics. I love zombies. I'm all about it. Everything about it. And uh, yeah, man. If it if it goes down, there's there's a lot of guys with a lot of guns, and guns make too much noise, man. It's true. They make it's way true. too much. Now, if you got a, a horde or whatnot, but uh, yeah, bows. yeah. If you got if you if there's if you're dealing with numbers, yeah, there's no point that it's like yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. You're not gonna run the risk of uh, I mean, by by the mythos, which is well, The Walking Dead or, or some of these other films. You know, if you already got a horde on you, it's not gonna matter matter whether you make more noise or not because they're yeah, probably yeah. already there anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 but on the real, like you know. It's really not, and the reason I will love The Walking Dead show so much is because if you, it's a play on words. The Walking Dead, the walking part is the people, and they're already dead. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really a play on words. It's almost like the zombies are an afterthought. It's the other people, the other humans. That's who you got to worry about. Yeah, so the other people that are still walking around. Yeah, yeah, correct. So the zombies are not the, uh, the, the main... They're, they're kind of the forefront. They're just, they're around and we've come yeah. to, to, to realize that we're surviving. We think that we're trying to survive amongst them when it's really, in turn, we're trying to survive amongst each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, like, uh, barring some, like, World War Z style, 28 day style, run and jumping, opening door style zombies. Mm, yeah, that Carl Lewis. Yeah, that, yeah. If they're out there like Hussein Bolton, your ass down the block, you're in trouble. It's those, fucked. Those gold medal yeah. winning zombies. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, you're over with. You might as well just lay down. But, yeah. um, you know, basic zombies, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be slow and whatnot. You're going to be able to do your thing with them. But the other people, that's who you're going to have to worry out for. Because if you got something and they don't, they're going to come for your shit. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's up. <laughs> yeah, for real. And speaking of uh, coming for it... Um, we talked a little bit about the comic book, the villains. We got into the zombies a little bit, uh, putting together knives. <clears throat> zombies, I'm going to lead into it to uh, horror movies. Uh, would you say horror movies is a, a big genre for you? Definitely, definitely, okay. definitely. Always. I know there's been times you referenced, you've referenced movies and it took me a second to catch on if I caught on at all. <laughs> so I know you're about your, your, your horror movies uh, as far as the genre. Um, always, always, always. Yes, since I was a little guy, I never really had... You know, my pops never put TV restrictions on me, so I didn't watch cartoons when I was a jit. I didn't. I watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and Twilight Zone and Tales from the Dark Side. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean? So I've, I've never been the one to uh, be afraid. I was always excited. Like I said, even with the villains, I just, I'm about that. I, mm-hmm. I like that, uh, the diabolical nature of of horror movies, especially monster movies, which they don't really do anymore. Yeah, yeah, you know there's I mean? yeah, there's usually, um, I've come to see that there's always, that whatever you're terrified of, it's just, it's still, it remains unexplained. There's always an unexplained, something yeah, you yeah. require. And people like that, you know? Yeah. That's uh, definitely a psychological part of it that people are gravitating to, but me being an 80s horror movie fan, mm-hmm. 70s horror movie fan, early 90s, I'm about them monsters. 
Yeah. And all type. I'm talking about, you talk about uh, A movies, B movies. All of them. The, Bs the, are, the B movies are, the only real horror movies are B movies. It's true. Once it's got That's a budget, true. that shit is done. Yeah. <laughs> they tried to remake Freddy Krueger looking like some kind of CG, I don't even know, Pizza Face Man from, I don't know what that was. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, give me some low budget, sticky gunk on the face with some red blood and yeah yeah you know what i mean that's that's what it was that's I what hear it was you. uh yeah. um was it uh tremors um wasn't that nah, tremors was a good one real b tremors uh, is awesome man there's nothing wrong with tremors now uh what was the other one the one that had the um it was the little furry creatures critters. critters 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 was the shit yes i remember why when you think you got them they roll up into a ball and yeah. roll your ass over leaving nothing but bones man critters yeah. was the shit it, it's 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 ter it's uh there were piranha piranhas on the ground yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. they were like little piranha gerbils <laughs> yeah exactly them boys Ah man, that was that play games was a with them though. Play games with them. Yeah man, they look yeah, love cute to be, and furry until yeah. them teach show. Love to be horror movies, Puppet Master, okay. Ghoulies. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, I love all that. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, that's that's something that like that's an art form that's kind of. I mean, I don't really don't follow a lot of it, but uh, that's an art form that's not as prevalent. Uh, nowadays, but definitely the 80s was heavy for that. Like, they yeah. always had, like, somebody, it was always, like, a suicidal something. It was a guy with a guitar, heavy metal, he taking people out. There was killer clowns. Um, what else was that? There was a bunch of stuff out yeah, there. Yeah, 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 man. It was, they, they, they left no, nothing unturned. Yeah, everything could have been a threat. Everything could have been a threat, no <laughs> yeah. doubt, no doubt. You couldn't go to sleep. You couldn't go swimming in a lake. Yeah. No matter what the fuck you did. Bitches was coming for you, man. I, th I think now that I'm thinking about it and we're talking, um, I think they were just conditioning us now with nowadays where everything is, they'll bring everything to your door. Like you, you, you order food, Uber brings it. If you yeah. know, if you want to buy something, a piece of furniture, they drop it off. It's like they've been trying to condition us to stay home the whole time. It's <laughs> like, yo, don't go in the water. Don't go into the forest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn right. Don't, be, don't trust the mountain people. All right. Damn right. Damn right. Damn right. Another, uh, underutilized thing that the Twilight franchise kind of ruined is werewolves. Werewolves. Mm, okay. Werewolves are them dudes, man. Vicious, yeah. vicious animals. They yeah. have no control when they're turned and it's not all lovey-dovey. Yeah. Vampires yeah. don't sparkle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't ruin my shit. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. That's so funny because I don't think I've ever sat through one of those Twilight movies and it always seems like... I've seen them all. So. See? And I've, every time I happen to catch this, uh, the first part at least, <laughs> the dude was shining in the forest. It was always the same scene. Show up to somebody's house and like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, we're watching Twilight. The damn forest with the guy sparkling. Yeah. You know, at the house, you know, the missus is watching it. The damn guy spark. Every time I caught the movie, that's the part I caught it and I don't know. You, did, I don't you know. didn't miss nothing. That's the whole movie. <laughs> word, the whole franchise. Word. I mean, do your thing. They made their money, but. Yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. Okay. Going back to the one of the earlier topics we discussed. Have you seen the trailer for the new Joker? Joaquin Phoenix? Yes. Yes, I've seen it. And, what did uh, you think? You know, if if there was going to be someone who really just jumped off the deep end and started homicidally killing people, probably how it would happen. Okay. Not falling into a vat of, uh, you know, uh, chemicals that yeah. change your mentality. I mean, he was murderous before. Yeah. You know, but, uh, yeah, um, you know, I love Joaquin Phoenix. I'm going to see the movie. I'm not expecting it to be a comic book style movie, just okay. a character okay. movie, but, you know, I'm on defense with it, to be honest. I'm on yeah. defense. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, I guess... From watching the trailer, I mean, trailers usually run the risk of showing you too much. This one doesn't show you a lot, and I guess that 
that that's a that's a uh, that's a good thing because it doesn't feel like we're we're still sitting there going okay well what exactly is going to happen yeah yeah you yeah, kind yeah. of you understand you know that he's coming from a from a where he's coming from what he goes through and then we we all imagine we know where he's going to end up but they could switch that up too you know yeah 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 they could it could be anything up. i mean he's a stand up comedian that is failing and he mm-hmm. ups like Mr. Nice Guy, and then all of a sudden, it's kind of like anger management. Remember anger management yeah. with Adam Sandler? Yeah, yeah. And you know Jack I mean? like, I'm yeah. not angry. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sure you are. You know? yeah. That kind of has that vibe in it with the, the Joker thrown in there. I just think that they're, they're doing too much. There's too many goddamn Jokers right now. It's true. There's a Joker around every corner. And most of them fail. Most of them fail. Most Heath Ledger's was legendary. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. want to say Jack. Jax was legendary. Yeah. Batman 1, Michael Keaton. Shout out to y'all. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, you know. But so, uh, Jared Leto's wasn't bad. Suicide Squad. Did I you like say, that one? I didn't think his Joker was bad. I think his Joker was accurate to that movie. Okay. You couldn't have Heath Leather Joker in that movie. Okay. That movie was real campy, real yeah, yeah. overblown, almost like a manga style Got you. DC Got you. storyline, yeah. you know what I mean? And uh, hey, you know they made they made Deadshot a black man. What are you gonna do? Yeah, see. So it is what it is. That's it. Yeah, definitely. I think what took <laughs> away from me being able to appreciate like carrot is just the overall. I was, I was. Yeah, I it was super the campy. Yeah. The whole thing. They had the wrong villain. First of all, they always have the wrong villain. That's that was- DC's problem. They always have the wrong villain. Yeah, that, that Joker was... should be the villain. You're gonna make a Suicide Squad movie. They gotta be fighting. Cause then you have even the love conflict between Harley, Harley and him. Mm-hmm. That's her man, but I gotta go kick his ass. Yeah. Which she it... will do. Yeah, yeah. She's been known to lay hands on him. Yeah. Let me now. Now that we're on back on that topic, let me ask you a question. You ever? Heard, I know online I've seen it. There's a theory. Have you ever heard the theory that um, the theory of Batman where he's actually. A kid inside Arkham Asylum, and all the villains that he quote unquote fights are actually staff. Have you ever heard that one? That'd be a great fucking movie. I have not heard that, but that's a dope. That's a dope way. uh, Someone should put that out. Yeah, Um, that'd be a dope way to do it, man. Yeah, I I saw this. It was fan theory. I forgot where I saw it. Somewhere on the internet. Um, the worldwides. I actually uh, like that. I like that a lot. And it was, uh, and it's a story of the twist that Batman since. Since his parents passed, his parents were murdered. Yeah. Um, he uh, he he witnessed something traumatic at such a young age that he kind of lost. He loses it. So they bring him into Arkham uh, to you know to keep an eye on him. Minds him. I don't know what the, the what the uh, how they fit Alfred into the equation, but Alfred could have quite possibly been an orderly. An orderly. In, yeah, in the sure. Arkham that took care of him, so he Not felt like guard. that was the he made yeah, him yeah. the butler. Um, I think they said that one of the the one of the janitors was. Um, um, Oh man, Clayface. Okay. Clayface or yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, Harley Quinn was one of the nurses. One of the psychiatrists is actually Joker. Okay. Which okay. brings it to a circle where they're always going back and forth. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And without yeah, one, yeah. there isn't the other. Yeah, in yeah, a sense. yeah. In a weird so, way, they're actually like friends. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But when I guess when you don't, when you're uh, you're sitting there thinking nothing's wrong with me. And someone right, keeps right, telling right, you something's right, right. wrong with you, then I can see where you kind of, you know, you find yourself at odds with the person. Sure, sure, sure. That's yeah. a dope. I, I like that. Uh, 
that whole little basis that whole little yeah deal it's not right bad it's, it's pretty slick the whole man. little it's, deal right there that's it ties tough. it together yeah bam so here we are with ralph castro aka young one dr dak daniels uh we talked uh we talked a little bit of the 725 we talked about knives we talked about zombies um superheroes villains venom venom is up there venom handling his business so uh, now that we got to know him now we could bring him into the section where we share drinks so yes, we're, yes, we're gonna sir. catch y'all on the other side. Ralph Castro, old head Ed, Bruise Beats and Eats the Podcast. I'm feeling adventurous, maybe I'll try something new about a logger or porter. Pills are Belgian or stout. What we're gonna do right here is get back to the Bruise Beats and Eats podcast. I'm old head Ed. Got Ralph, my man Ralph, Ralphius in this AC Matrix, destroying the fake shit. And we're uh, gonna set it off. We're gonna set off the actually the second segment. This is the bruise portion. For those of you who are familiar, you know how it goes down. For those of you who are not, I'm gonna break it down. Uh, four beers, our guest is gonna sample each one. Um, he's gonna give us a thumbs up, thumbs down, yay or nay, uh, you know, dope or dog food, whatever it is. He just tells us his his opinion on the drinks, and um, in this particular case, uh, this is someone who I, I frequently drink with. Um, so there is some familiar familiarity. So that brings us back to one of the two of the asshole coalition. That's right. <laughs> this I don't know. Is it, have we determined who's I'm one of those? He's I'm two. two. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's uh, he's a number two. Um, shouts to shouts to, to Craig. Craig Bohm, uh, a hole one, a hole one, Damn uh, right. yeah, and, it, and it's a duo. No apologies. Nope. Yes, that's it. It's a duo. It's a tag. If they, yeah, the tag team. That's just it's a tag team. It's a tag team duo. Probably would hold the uh, championship belts. Yes. If, if it came down to it. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah, so, there's there's, uh, there's no fucks given. You know so, what? You know what? I mean, it is what it is. And that's 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 what happens when you drink. It's like yeah. if you came in not giving a damn. You add a couple of drinks to that; it's even less by the time you're done. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I know. Uh, I know. My man Ralph appreciates the uh, beers on the darker side. So what I did here was I, I grabbed a couple beers that I thought he'd be interested. Hopefully, something he's never tried before. So we give him a new experience if he has. And that's even good. That's even good too. But uh, we'll take him through the paces here. He's gonna go from his left to the right, <clears throat> and uh, on his left it's actually. Uh, Rogue's uh, Hazelnut Brown Nectar. It's made by Rogue Ales um, out of I'm Oregon. I'm and down it's a, with Rogue. I'm down with Rogue. Okay, Shout you're out familiar? To Rogue. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They make some good stuff. This is a, an American Brown Ale. This is the style of beer is an American Brown Ale. So go ahead and give that one a try. Let All me know right what now. you think. This is, uh, is going to be a little different. I'm going to give you the honest asshole opinion. If, if it ain't good, I'm not going to say it's all right. That, no. You're going to get it raw. Nah, let's, ODB style. Let's keep it real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Cheers. As always, 725. 725. There you go. He enjoys that. It's uh, That one's clocking in at a 5.6 uh, ABV. Um, <clears throat> what do you think, Rob? It smells fantastic, first of all. Let's get that over with. Okay. It's really light. It don't really have a whole lot of uh, depth. Okay. But, uh, yeah, man. I could do it. I mean, it wouldn't be my first choice for sure, but it's not bad. Not bad at all. It's not bad. I know somebody else who uses that term a lot. It's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> not bad. 
nice. Yeah, um, nice. very light, very um. Wow, it almost uh, it almost doesn't even have a flavor. It's like just a drink. Okay. You know? oh, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's no hit. There's no punch. And then you said five in the change. So yeah, five point six. So ooh, ooh, that's honey juice right there. Yeah, yeah. GTD yeah. juice right there. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Game time decision. We game time about. decision. That's, that's what that, that's what he might want to say. <laughs> yeah. For those Martin fans, y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh, Tommy ain't got no job. Definitely, definitely don't got no job. <laughs> yeah. Bob. Okay, so that was uh, that's Rogue Ales, Rogue Hazelnut, By Brown way, Nectar. Point out that I'm not sipping. Oh no, the no. The glasses will be empty. Yes, yes. Okay. And we appreciate it. And there's more where that came from. <laughs> um, the next one we're gonna go, we're gonna move on to it's from a brew, brewing company in Denmark. It's called McKellar APS. Denmark. Yeah, this one is called the uh, Beer Geeks um, Limfjord's Poet. Po- oh shit, hold on a second. Wow. See the first the first name has got me all messed up. It's a porter, it's an American porter, and the name of it is Limfjord's. Now Limfjord's. I, I, I imagine I'm pronouncing it right. It's spelled L-I-M-F-J-O-R-D-S. So that's Limfjord's Porter. It's the beer geek. Listen, it's a Puerto Rican and a Dominican sitting in the room. You're going to expect to learn yeah. English from us? No. Yo no sé. <laughs> I can't talk with the mouse. <laughs> no mouse. I don't know. If you don't know, I don't know. No. <laughs> Shalom. Okay, that one is actually at a... Go ahead, while Rob ahead, tries ahead, that one. Me. That one's at a 7.7. 7. Like so... Um, and then you, no light. This is a black the, hole right here. Okay, I was gonna, I was gonna eventually get yes, to that yes, where yes. I know that there's a, uh, there's a prerequisite um, when, when, when Ralph has beers. Um, one of the telltale signs is uh, how much light shines through it. Um, typically, like you said, um, you, you deal with the uh, porters and stouts. Yeah. Cigar City, the Maduro. That's well, that's a brown. Is that a brown ale? That is a brown. That is a brown a, ale. It is a black brown but, ale. But it, yeah, it holds yeah. its own along with yeah. the porters and the stouts. Yeah. Guinness is the black hole. That's the that's the holy grail. Okay. There's no light getting through Guinness. This is some good shit. Is it? I could drink these. Okay. It's got a little hint of uh, a little hint of cough syrup, which is nice. That punch ah, in the mouth. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it's thick. It's almost uh, it's almost stoutish to be a porter, to be honest. Really? But uh, yeah, okay. I like this one. Nice, nice. I like this one. Yeah, that's Limfjord's. Limfjord's uh, porter from McKellar. Import. Yeah, different import. Uh, Denmark. Never been to Denmark. Um, but uh, apparently, uh, apparently they don't play well. They don't play with their beers overseas. Um, and I, and I'll tell you why a little later. But uh. At a 7.7, yeah, that's... This asshole approved right there. Okay, bam. bomb, bomb, excellent, man. So we're going to keep the train moving. The next one we're going to set up here is from uh, the Breckenridge Brewery from Colorado. It's their vanilla porter. Uh, it's an American-style porter, and this one's at a 5.4 ABV. Sometimes, um, yeah. that one. That one, yeah, there's definitely a lot of more light refracting through it. That seems a lot more carbonated, too. Yeah, for a porter, for real, because the yeah. porter should be like... Like almost like a milk, man. It should be like no carbo, but yeah, that caught me by surprise too. When I poured it, I said, ah, that, you know, it's got a lot of bubbles in it, but uh, got a vanilla note. It might be, yes, yes. I mean, it smell might your be. beer, people. See, can I give you some advice? Smell your beer. Use your senses. Use the senses. It's an experience. You know, man, get your ear down in there. See what's going on. How does it sound? What's up? <laughs> See exactly. See if it talks to you. See if that beer talks to you. Listen to it for a second. Appreciate it. Now you're not gonna get a lot of that from out of a Bud Light or a Miller Light nah, or a Coors. Nah, nah, nah. They ain't gonna say nothing we to you. We use that for profiling. That's it. <laughs> so All Rob, right. go ahead and hit that one. 
All right, vanilla. Let's get it. Again, that's the Breckenridge Brewery. Vanilla Porter. Nah, bro. Nope. Ooh. Tastes like a Cinnabon. Like, ah, like yeah. dessert. Okay. Oh. I'm not saying it's bad. It's bad for me. I'm not a okay. sweet person. I like things bitter. Okay. And a little sour maybe even, but wow, that's really sweet. Is it? So if anybody's looking, uh, looking this to have a This would be beer. nice with a... Now, if you had a slice of apple pie in front of me, we can get down. Ah. Maybe, okay, we'll go ahead. Maybe hand go hand. Sasha style and pour this on <laughs> a... Pour this right on a damn yeah. piece of cake or something, but shout to Sasha, my man. Yeah. But uh, nah, bro, I, I'm not finishing that one. Okay, okay, that was, that was no, that's no bueno. Okay, so so they uh, not horrible, but definitely not for me. Not in the, not in the category. They had a good flavor, but I, it's way too sweet for me. Okay, <clears throat> which uh, for the most parts, when you you know if you're gonna drink a beer, you're gonna I guess want as many aspects of a beer. <clears throat> when you're drinking it as far as you're looking for certain hey, tones some certain people tastes. are sweet yeah. I'm not ha don't happen to be one of those people cool cool alright Breckenridge that was your vanilla porter shut down alright <laughs> <laughs> and now we're gonna move on to the final one this is uh, from Innocent Gun oh that's my favorite brewery it's okay Where long is? ways this was you know in Scotland mm -hmm. out of Scotland and this one's actually a bourbon cask a dark ale mm -hmm. um, it's a Scottish ale and uh, you know it's coming out of a bourbon a bourbon cask yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of the bourbon barrels. Um, I get down with them, and um, and I want to know what you think about this one. All right, I'm gonna get on it. I haven't right. had this Innocent Gun, but I've had several versions of Innocent Gun. The little thing to know about them is they don't make the same beer ever. Really? They, they make a they make a run of it, and that's it. Ah. So everything's a limited edition special. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Don't wow. try to go back and find something a month later because it's out of there. No matter how well it does, no matter you just how won't well see it, it again. They're, they're a, they're a one-off seasonal style. Yeah, yeah. Just, this is what you get. Interesting technique, man. Yeah. Well, that means that just means that you're going to put out a better quality product where you're going to be able to sustain uh, <clears throat> sustain sales or people coming in because regardless of whether it's something they're familiar or not, they're going to come and invest or purchase uh, your product. This one's at a 7.4 ABV, which... Which brings me back to my one of my earlier points was that uh, it seems like they don't play overseas when it comes to their beer. Den nope. Denmark had a 7.7, .7, Scotland with a 7.4, so they're about their business. Yeah, they ain't playing around. Yeah, not playing around. That's also why they can't call it beer in the United States because the United States caps you on how much alcohol you can put in beer. Really? Which is why they have different Heineken over there than they have here. But when you can call it a stout, a drought. <clears throat> Porter, even malt liquor, and have the higher alcohol content. This can't be called beer. Because yes. if you're going to label it beer, you got to keep it under yeah. a certain... The FDA says you can only have 5.7, 5.6, or whatever it is, somewhere along those lines. So you're missing out. Yeah. This, this is the winner, Eddie. Wow. Okay. Mm. Drinkability. Bitter. Okay. Sticky. It's, uh, it smells good. But uh, yeah, that's nice. This is uh, this is actually a little close to that Cigar City that I like so much. Got that little hit of coffee in it. Okay. Are you that's typically nice. a coffee drinker? Oh yeah. Okay, so this is a welcome yeah, taste. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is nice. This is nice. I like this one. Okay. I like this one. You got three good choices and one, uh, wow. you know. Not bad. One choice for uh, less of a man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Hey, listen, uh, after, uh, what are we looking at? We're, I mean, 
I mean, if we were going to do the math on how many times we've gotten together in almost the last year to drink on a weekly basis, yeah. give or take the times we missed out or someone wasn't present. Um, I got to say, we're like a say? good solid 40 minimum. Yeah. Yeah. I would say we're 30, in the 40. Yeah, we're in that 40, 40 range. Yeah. 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 We haven't missed out too many times. Um, or if you want to even get into it where somebody went, whether one of the three That's of us was, wasn't yeah. in the mix, yeah. Yeah, there was always two at least out of the three. Yeah, yeah. And then there was times where we peaked at seven. Yeah, yeah. Had a couple add-on <laughs> stragglers, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Dope. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so within those 40 weeks, we're going to go with the number 40. I figured that I, I had to play it, you know, I had to, I had to go with what I knew. Uh, what what uh, what kind of reminded me of you and your drinking taste? So that's yeah, why yeah. I picked these three. Nah, this was a good choice. This was a good lineup. Like I said, if this one wasn't so damn sweet, it would have been nice too. That vanilla, vanilla port, okay. It, it didn't taste bad. It's just it, the vanilla just really comes through. It on reminds me of that time that Craig and I got bamboozled at the bar <laughs> by the little shot of some shit that was so delicious in like a one ounce shot, and we both ordered the whole twenty. Boom! Give me the twenty ouncer. <laughs> And within two sips of it, we looked at each other like, what the fuck did we just do? <laughs> yeah. It ruined the whole experience of the rest of the night. I don't even remember what the hell that garbage was. But it was, I mean, let me tell you something. One shot of it was like heaven. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that that old girl with the big booty. And then you hit it one time and you're like, damn, I love it. But then she never stopped talking and complaining and stealing shit from your house. And you're just like, oh. what the fuck, dude? Or putting ketchup in your grandma's arroz con gandules. Oh, don't even, don't even get me started on that one. We'll save that for the eats portion. Wow. We'll save that for the eats portion. Sacrilege. That's but it I'm went saying. down. So, so word. So, uh, <laughs> just, just, you know, just to, just to give you guys a little description of what happened here, that's, that's where we went. You know what I'm saying? The whole girl, big booty, and so on and so forth. But before yeah. we wrap this segment up, um, I think you touched on it already. Um, but let's go back and recap anyway. Uh, one through four. Innis 1, Beer okay. Geek 2, Row 3, Vanilla 74. 74. There's a there's a 4 in there. 70 so, rows down the line. I it's better you. than Bud Light. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you that shit. If that's my options, I'm going vanilla all day long. All but day. Just puckering up from the sweetness. Yeah. I just, I'd rather drink that. Man, so y'all heard it what happened. Y'all heard it here. Uh, Ralph, Ralph came through. Drank the beers, gave us his opinion. He, he talked to it. He had a moment with them, listened to them, um, kind of did the ther- therapist uh, session with each one of them. And he told you, he told you that the Innocent Gun is the way, Innocent Gun, the Bourbon Cast Dark Ale is the way to go out of Scotland with that 7.4, the Scottish Ale. And then uh, the least, the last one you should touch, in his opinion, is that Vanilla Porter. Yeah, shout out to Scotland. For real. So do what my man says. Talk to your beer. Listen to it. Talk Smell to it. it. Listen to Become it. Become one with Form it. Form a relationship. And then you could really enjoy it. Shout outs to Snap while we're here. Bruce Beats and Eats the Podcast, Old Head Ed. We'll be back. And when it's all said and done, Bruce Beats and Eats the Podcast, Old Head Ed here with my man Ralphius. Back in for another segment. Uh, made it through the, the bruise portion. Um, he gave you gave you his thoughts. He gave you uh, his feelings, his emotions on uh, on four different beers. Got that part handled. Scratch that off the list. Now what we do on this side of things is we talk beats. We talk music. Um, so this is the part where I ask Ralph, what are you listening to nowadays? Mm. 
Nowadays, 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 man, I'm into... First of all, let me take a step back. A little bit of history, folks. Aggressive music. Okay. I love aggressive music. Okay. It's an asshole must. You know what I mean? So, nowadays, what I listen to is metal. I'm going to be quite honest with you. Okay, okay. Because... Hip hop is like that jilted lover. I used to love her, ah, uh, but uh-huh. now she's fucking doing dumb shit, and I can't be with her no more. I hear you, so, and, I, and I commend you. I commend you for having the strength to realize that there's dumb shit happening and pulling <laughs> yourself away from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that's, to walk away from it. You know that's I mean? an accomplishment. I give it up for Ralph. Damn it. <laughs> All right, so metal, metal music is what uh, dominates nowadays. Who, who uh, anybody yeah. in particular? Um, I, you know, like. I came into it a little late in the game, but I definitely did my historian bits on it. System of a Down, they don't make, they're not making current music. Okay. But what they put out already is unbelievable. And every song, it's an Arminian band. Okay. They sing in English. Those you know, you know. But the, the words, the anger, the aggression, and you know, if you want to go into a deeper level, they're talking about the genocide going on in their home country. Okay. So the music is just, comp- it's amazing. Period to the point. Uh, Venge Sevenfold is my current favorite. Putting out just angry ass, aggressive ass music. What you know what what, I mean? uh, what are um I guess a song from each that you would recommend for the listener to check out to kind of get the uh, get the grasp of what the what each one of these bands brings. Uh, okay, so you want to get into you want to get into uh, shout out to Tool too, man. Tool okay. Tool doing their thing. The Pot from Tool is uh, a song that if you sit and listen to the lyrics, you might wind up crying at the end of it. It's a real deep song, Word. but musically, they're probably the best instruments in the instrumental. How do you say that? Musicians, musicians. instrument playing musicians. Okay. They're probably the best. Okay. Uh, you want to get into System of a Down? Man, there's so much. But my favorite song is Chop Suey. Okay. Just like the Chinese dish, Chop Suey. Okay. Can't go wrong. It's fast. It's aggressive. It's degrading. It's real <laughs> asshole shit. That's all. It's what it's all about. It was all asshole the, theme music. Yeah, That's what it sounds like music. to me. <laughs> if you get down to a deeper level, it's about the women and children of that country that are basically living like we're 200 years ago, completely oppressed, no rights. Very little that they can do on their own. With no signs, a, with no signs of improvement. No signs of improvement. Everyone trying to hold them down. Still, you know, a, a woman shows ankles and could be drastically raped legally in that country wow. for for invoking a man's urges. Wow. So the song is real. It's a real deep song, but uh, yeah, real fast, real aggressive, good music playing. Okay. Um, the lead singer is Serge Tankian. Check him out on his own. On his own right, he's amazing. But with those cats, he's it's unbelievable. It's to the tenth uh, power. So you want to get into into Avenged Sevenfold? Uh, you get in right into God hates us again. Wow. Yeah. 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 Well, if you're gonna name it that, bro, that's, you got to come with it. Yeah. You got to yeah, come yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, It's it starts off real sweet. The guy's got a great voice, kind of like a Chester. Okay. where he can go real sweet, real mellow, real R. falsetto, R. Yeah, yeah. and then just rip you right out of your soul. Wow. And dangle a little above your head with the blood dripping on your brain, you know what I mean? It's oh, some Mortal impressive. Kombat shit. Yeah, man. Shout- Sub-Zero you, the whole deal. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 11 just dropped. Yeah, yeah. Woo! <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, God Hates Us. My favorite song by them is um, it's on the same album, and it's called... It was actually in... The new Freddy Krueger movie, which was fucking straight shit, but the song was dope called "My Nightmare." Okay. 
So yeah, that's Avenged Sevenfold. Another one, nightmare. real, real aggressive, real fast. Um, the instrumental, the music is great, um, and you know that's what I'm into. Nice. So I tell folks, yeah, '90s angry hip hop and current metal. That's that's what I rock. That's that's, that's your wheelhouse. That's my wheelhouse. And, and there yeah. was a lot. There was a lot in the the early '90s. Um, early 90s there was a lot of ang- there was a lot of anger in hip hop that's for yeah, sure yeah. no one was getting money yeah exactly no one was getting money yeah man so yeah and it was coming from a place of necessity and need and nobody had a shiny yeah. disposition on stuff they you know yeah, living yeah. in less than fitting conditions no and doubt. Uh, and they wanted to talk about it um who who comes to mind when you think some aggressive you know 90s okay so it might hip-hop. be every, a lot of people might think it's corny and no one agrees with me but for that type of just punch someone in the face type music, mm-hmm. Onyx. Okay. Onyx, bro. Okay, yeah. Fredro Starr faking his ass off, sticky yes. fingers. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They were sure. just aggressive. Everything about them was aggressive now. Shouts to Queens, yes. Yeah, yeah. shouts to Queens for sure, Yeah, man, for Onyx, sure. man. Onyx was them boys. They were just angry and, and the music was fast and it was almost like a metal, almost like a rap metal. Yeah, You yeah. know what I mean? Now that I'm thinking back on it, like how I was easily transitioned from loving Mm hip-hop you know uh being a brooklyn boy it's all about biggie yeah you know but not the commercial everyone loves juicy yeah played on the radio everyone loves those are givens yeah those are givens but you get into songs like the 10 crack commandments Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or Uh, or i got uh, a story to tell yeah you know what i mean just like machine gun funk machine gun yeah Yeah, uh, yeah. party and bullshit yeah yeah you know what i mean just it was a it was it was true to life, it man. It captivated. It captivated a, a time yeah. and an, an, and an it, era. And it gave up a whole essence of Brooklyn that that had people fearing Brooklyn. Like yeah. now, Brooklyn is is yuppie <laughs> town central, and you know, in a good way. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but you know, I go. I went back to Brooklyn last in I want to say October of last year, and okay. man, it's uh, it's very bright. It's a <laughs> it's lot a of lot <laughs> it's uh, yeah, man. Street lights are up, and they're. The, the cobblestone is redone, and wow. there's a lot of white faces rolling around. Shout out to y'all white folk. Yeah, Moving man. into gentrifying Brooklyn. Changing the names of Changing the names. No more Bushwick. It's now South Williamsburg and whatnot, because Bushwick is a, a bad connotation. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's get right to it. Bushwick Bill. Yeah. A young man with a lot of anger on his mind. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? Enough to Not have... even really a New York-style rapper, but... Let's not take away where he was from. Yeah, and the, the influence came from. And yes, met yes. Up with Ghetto a Boys, of Ghetto in Boys was definitely something I could rock. You yeah, know what I mean? Definitely. I, I had that whole little, and I had nothing to do with that whole down south vibe at that point. I was like, you know, if it ain't New York, it ain't nothing. And and that's definitely changed as yeah, well. Yeah, I remember, I remember, um, I think I was already down here by the time that came out, but I was spending summers up there, and that was one of the early... The early South Southern songs that really caught uh, caught traction up there in New York, where that that when that uh, when that melody played and you knew it was coming, and my yeah. mind's playing tricks on me. It was yeah. like that was that was uh, yeah. definitely a, a fan favorite up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Story wise, the, the beat was ridiculous. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, if I used to love it all, man. Even even you know, like guys used to have something to say. They were very well versed at saying it mm-hmm. and even like basic rappers from the 90s would murder everybody now yeah there's a couple good cats don't get me wrong yeah, Kendrick yeah. Lamar is I was just listening to him on the way up here and, okay. I mean the young man can put words together yeah yeah and it's frenetic it's nice yeah. it's nice but like I'll say I had a young cat with me at work 
okay. and he was going on and on and on about Drake, and on and on and on about Drake and how he puts words together like nobody else. I said, Look, sit down here for a second, young man. And I put on a song by a group that I liked, but I consider them to be average for their time. Average, Eddie, okay. you're way more into this than me. Mm-hmm. I put on Renee by the Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Okay. And I yes. said, listen to Mr. Cheek spit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be four minutes. It's a whole story start to finish. Yep. He's yep. not going to take a breath. Yeah. And nah. you tell me yeah. that this average run-of-the-mill dude in that era wouldn't murder a Drake today. Yeah. And, and yeah, the, the song finished and he was like, damn. Because I got to listen to more of that. I said, that's not even nothing. Get into that DOS effects. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about storytellers. Yeah, yeah. Go back to Biggie, the greatest. Yeah, yeah. You Slick Rick. I mean? um, Slick Rick. Yeah, they, yeah, there's definitely... That's. I think that's one of the... Uh, one of the reasons why um, it was so easy to achieve greatness in the mid, uh, late, uh, early to mid two thousands, um, even late nineties, there was a couple of guys that they they reached a status where people were you know they were selling albums. Um, was it really good music? Yeah, uh, it's 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 debatable. Um, and but you had people growing up at the time where they heard it and they said, "Though this is the best thing I've ever heard." But it happens every time when you don't have anything to put it up up against yeah. uh, um, it's easy to think Lil Wayne's the greatest now on top of the fact that he told everybody he was the greatest everybody else around him at that time that was popular or mainstream wasn't as good as him yeah he was better and, he, and, and I'm gonna say something he was better then than he is now now I, I heard this that. young man is like on so many drugs or whatever <laughs> whatever happened to him it, yeah. it, it's a travesty because he don't even sound coherent anymore yeah. That's a million sales right there, people. That's the hook. That's the hook right there. You know what I mean? And he used to have something to say. I mean, let's face it. That whole movement, that Louisiana, Atlanta movement in about 2002, 2003, that took over the whole world. Yeah. And it changed a lot of Mm -hmm. the way hip-hop moved. Yeah. And And that that, that was when I was starting to exit the game. You know what I mean? Because, I, can, I can see why. Because I, for for a young man that that wants to hear about the real grimy, the real aggression, and everyone's in the club hanging out with bottles and this and bitches and blah blah blah, and life is great. You got three nickels together, but you're in a music video saying you're rich and all this and that, and it's just like it got real fake. Yeah, and of course, it got when real it, fake real fast. And it, and what what attributed to that real fake real fast was just it was an in, there was a flood of it. There was a flood of it, and you got. And like you said, you can't you can't convince me that everybody making a record is rich. You can't convince me that everybody making it, yeah. you know, is gonna. You ain't got a Bugatti good. on your first album. No, Jay Z's got a Bugatti because he was grimming for a <laughs> yeah. long time, yeah. where he wasn't the best people. <laughs> when Jay Z was take... putting out his first albums, he was not even close to the best. And he worked, and he worked his way into yeah. where he's at now. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. And there's definitely, there was, uh, speaking of work, there was definitely a work ethic back then that's not, a, that's just not around now. I, I think, I think nowadays a lot of these young cats, some of these young cats, I don't want to say a lot, some of these young cats, they, they try to, they try to, it's, they try to um, impress you not so much with their artistry, it's their personality or the, or their character and which is great i mean but ultimately it, you know if you're if you're here to make money off of music and being a musician a music artist eventually you're going to have to work on your artistry yeah. 
Yeah. All that other extra, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, like, you know, all the yeah. other extra, the, 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 the glitz and the glamour, that's going to die out, you yeah. know? You could only do so many songs that 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 are um, that have uh, elements or contain the same thing. You're going to have to grow up out of it. Most you know? definitely, most definitely. Now, now I got to say something, though. Okay. I don't like not a nan bit of it. But the SoundCloud cats... I gotta give them props in one 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 instance. Okay, they're doing it all themselves. They're downloading some kind of app mm-hmm. that lets them create a beat. They're mumble rapping over it. They're putting that shit out there, and they've cut everybody else the fuck out of their business. Yeah, they're getting a hundred percent of their money. Now, I, I can respect the hustle. Yeah, that these SoundCloud kids are having the face tattoos and all the rest of the shit that's going on with them and the mumbling and. And they got everyone convinced that this is what it is. And, and you know what? Good for them. Shout out to their entrepreneurship and saying, fuck everybody else. I got a, there's a bit of assholeness in there that I, I got respect for. Okay. Saying, you know what? You're not going to fucking dictate what I say. You're not going to dictate my music, how I look, how I dress. None of that. I'm yes. going to do it all myself. Exactly. And yeah. fuck you on the way to millions of dollars. That's it. Now, now the part where, the part of the, <laughs> the part of that where I think they kind of fail to, uh, to plan for because uh, it's great. It's great for uh, young people to to want to be creative, express their creativeness, and and actually put together stuff and not get ran through by the industry. Um, actually, make some of that money for themselves um, instead of handing most of it over to uh, a a business that's been doing this to artists for years. The only downside to that is that a lot of these people, like you said. They have the tools and the technology to do it themselves in their bedroom, in their mother's basement, anywhere. The disconnect happens when they go perform. Oh. Because they're not... There's no performance. There is no performance value yeah. at all. There's no auto-tune. There's none of that. And you got to be able to control your breath. They don't do rapping it. Rapping ain't easy. Ralph, I don't People know... People think rapping is easy. No. <laughs> you try to go and sing along to a... To a to a 50 cent song and see if you can fucking put the words together yeah no it, it's um I don't know what the last hip hop show you went to but um Eminem which the Up and Smoke or Up and Smoke tour yeah. oh, see okay that's so, a while ago yes yeah, so that's a long time ago that's early 2000s you were still rocking with D12 back then see yeah. so um I went to uh, I went to check out Lupe Fiasco with, uh back in August um yeah, but with, that's the cat that can do it. With the, no, well, check this out. Okay. So I, I, that's just setting the tone. So Lupe Fiasco came down to Revolution. Um, uh, shouts to the Apatia sized X. What up, X? Um, he went out with Shatter. me. Yes, sir. Shatter, homie. <laughs> and uh, and also had uh, Brother Gabe out there with us. And um, we uh, we went to the show and we got there and we caught the three opening acts. And Ralph, I tell you, I I tell you that the first two acts that got on. Um, they might as well not have been on the stage, um, cause there was background vocals. Their song, it's like they took their CD, okay, and played the CD, and they stood out in front of the, uh, the equipment with a microphone in hand, and kind of just said the, said the song, but whenever they stopped, they felt like not rapping, they just let the, the audio take over. The Jam Pony um, did. Yeah, yeah. They talked over the track. Exactly. <laughs> talked over their own track. Um, which which I, I thought to myself, I'm like, this this sounds like something we used to do as fans when our song came on the radio. You turn the radio up, the rapper's rapping, and you're just sitting there kind of ad-libbing, mouthing in, throwing in a couple of words here and there. Yeah. These cats were, were actually passing that off as a performance. And I'm sitting there, stunned, 
Uh, a lot of the people in the crowd were feeling it, and I think it's more so just the production, the music. You know, the music, you're already in the, in the atmosphere, you're, in the, you're feeling the vibe, and you listen to it. But the fact that there was two out of the three opening acts that sat there, Ralph, matter of fact, I'm not joking you, the second dude, <laughs> he's rhyming, quote unquote, you can hear the words in the background, Millie Vanilli straight up, I mean, you know, he'll go in and couple, say a couple words here and there, believe me when I tell you my man lit a cigarette and was smoking it while the song was going, I was like, Okay. Ralph said breath control. Yeah. But, but, but I mean, you cannot sit there. That's like blatant. Like, what are you, Dice Clay? <laughs> yeah. What's going on around here? It's like, how are you? How Hickory, am I supposed Dickory to? Dickory Doc. <laughs> you know what I mean? How am I supposed to feel about the fact that you're supposed to entertain me by performing your song and you might as well not even be on the stage? Yeah, yeah, Let yeah. the DJ play it. <laughs> it was amazing, man. I, I was just, I was, I, I mean, granted, um, Lupe Fiasco, it was worth it. He made up for it. His show, I mean, you're talking, like you said, you're talking about someone that's been around for a while, who knows how to put together a show, who's performed. And But I even I think even at his earliest stages, he would have never done what these young cats was doing. Um, also, um, shouts to Billy Blue. He's 305, I believe North Miami. Um, even he, he was the second to last opener right before Lupe came on, and he put on a hell of a show. Had a DJ up there with him, actually, you know, playing records, spinning instead of pressing a button like the earlier cats. Yeah, I'm hoping know. some of these cats grow out of it. I'm hoping they grow out of it. I they mean, get I don't see together. why they would. They're making money. It's true. It's true. Why Mission accomplished, yeah, right? Why, yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, a lot of times this is like uh, the way to get into a Yeezy style clothing outlet or a personality outlet yes. or whatever 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 you know um yeah it's I I, I I got respect for cats that can switch up the industry and make it like like an ice cube but ice cube was one of the illest rappers of all time and that's where that's and that where makes he... him a good actor in the end and you know what i mean and mm -hmm. but or even like a tyrese who started off singing doing his okay. thing a tremendous r&b singer mm -hmm. maybe one of the greatest I don't know why he tried to rap, but go ahead. I didn't say nothing about rapping. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I know, that's why. <laughs> but, you know, then getting into the movie business and doing his thing, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, Cross-promoting it that way. But these cats, that's decades of, that's a of work hustle ethic. in one way and then getting into another field when it was available. Now it's like every field is available right off the bat, day one. Boom, let me yeah. dye my hair seven colors, tattoo all over my face, and I'm a rapper. Bam. That's it. It's like the starter kit, and that's and the, and the one thing that they're gonna that they're gonna miss out on is that you mentioned um, Tyrese, you mentioned Ice Cube. Um, these cats already had a work ethic before they got they got into thinking about other um, other venues they could get into. I think I mentioned it in one of the earlier podcasts that yeah, some guys are coming in with the sole focus of getting recognized, but they feel the quickest way to do it is to put a song on SoundCloud. And then hopefully they'll get into a place where they no longer need rap because it wasn't really their thing to begin with and they yeah. didn't want to work at it. But if you don't work at something, you don't work at the first thing you do and make it the best. Yeah. Don't expect results on the next venture. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, then yeah, yeah. When, it all, when it all falls down and, and you find yourself in the same position, you, you can't fix your yeah. face and say, I don't understand why it's not working out for me. But it is true. A lot of people are taking that route, definitely. And another thing is like, that's fine with me too. Just don't ever ever try to convince anybody who knows anything that you're the greatest yeah 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 yeah. for anyone to say they're the greatest is is a really rough thing because it 
it all comes down to personal preference. Yeah, yeah. Personal belief, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, my greatest rapper of all time, people might not agree with me. And that's okay, because that's not who I like the most. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. My greatest rock musician, basketball player, football player, whatever. That's my opinion. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? The only one that's undeniable is Tom Brady. That motherfucker is the shit. Yes. He don't play on my team. I love him because he lost twice to the Giants, so... Well, yeah, you guys did your thing, no doubt about exactly. it. Exactly, so that's... that's. But besides that, props to you, TB12, Tom. Yeah, Stop fun. kissing your kids in the mouth. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, that, it's yeah, true. Yeah. It is true. Like, there is... There's only certain defined greats, yeah. and then everybody else is just... Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, you're jumping out right off the rip and dissing... Trying to diss people that are been around and whatnot, and... You know what I mean? Who made things possible? Who made things possible? Yeah, yeah, who yeah, kind of yeah, set yeah. the precedent precedent for you to yeah, succeed yeah. now? And can I just say this? Can Hit New York it. get their shit together, please? <laughs> I don't know because it's fucking. Uh, it's it's so. Yo, in the day, I'm from Brooklyn. What? Now it's from I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah, you you guys suck. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck just happened here? There's not there's not a lot of people holding their ground out there. Yeah, there's yeah. actually Takashi doing whatever the fuck he's doing. Yeah, hey, man, um, selling records. Is he still selling? Well, he's well, not, not the old he's stuff. Jail he's not now, but I mean, in his he, yeah, he, he he was the hottest thing in New York for a minute. For yeah, for the it one might year, have been for thirty seconds, months. but it was a minute. It was actually for ten months, yeah. man. It was from the from the from the inception of him to yeah. the point where he got knocked. So we went from we went from you know the cradle yeah. where it all started. Yeah, the planet. You know what I mean? To um, Takashi. Yeah. Can we get our shit together in New York? Can we do that? Please. There's nobody too far beyond repair. There's actually acts out there. You no, 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 no. And I thinking. hope that some of these SoundCloud kids now, 10 years from now, might be, damn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because sometimes it does take a little maturing, a little age, mm -hmm. a little skill, talent. Yeah. Or maybe even the right A&R to push them into a realness. Push. Yeah. You know? Yeah, kind of guide them a little bit now. Yeah. No, yeah. I think, I think the ones that are really artists, they will develop... They will develop um, a sense at a point where they realize, you know what, that that was me then. This is different now, and they'll still stand the test of time. And the other ones probably be locked up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But shouts to everybody with you locked up or not locked up. Yeah. Be creative. Do your thing. Um, just realize that anything worth having takes work. Um, that's where we're at. Now we're gonna go into the. Um... Actually, oh yeah, this is all right. I'm, I know exactly where I'm at. See. Uh, what we Ooh, do now? Yeah. What uh, what we're <laughs> what we're gonna do now is uh, I'm gonna play a song for Ralph. He's gonna take a set a chance, take it in, listen, and then we're gonna come back. And he's gonna give us his opinion. Bruce beats and eats the podcast. Old head at chopping it up with my man Ralph. Yep. Tech till ain't a shell left Bullets burn, I can smell flesh I can smell death I inhale the last L right on hell's steps 
devil's reject, fuck you respect Listen, I got too many guns and not enough drama So I'm broad day in the hood, popping a llama I get the blocks from poppy, then I holler, Asta Mayana Eating pasta like a mom's that's so proud of pajamas I gotta be out of my fucking mind Listen, I had B-Wiz sniff another fucking line and break your fucking spine I'm back around, graduated from the school of hard knocks And got a brick in the pistol instead of a cap and gown A couple chopper shots to back them down Waving a K like, look at me, I am the captain now I thought you had racks, homie, what happened now? You take a loss and have more excuses than Pacquiao Ask around, you fuck niggas, I smack around My Don C. Bulls jacket smell like a pack of loud My bitch double C is Chanel bagging now Giuseppe on the feet, I ain't beamer, she swagging now A hundred packs a week, that's on average now Send a cookie from Cali, I'm waiting on the package now I only came to snatch the crown from whoever has it I don't fuck with these faggot niggas that's rapping now Jump out of the coupe with something to shoot inside so run up on me, you committing suicide yeah. I built the reputation, niggas can't scrutinize APCs, shatter backboards, hoodies, super dry Medusa on the buckle, gate on the rim I pull up on your corner, shit spraying from a pen It's funny how you only feel betrayal from a friend It's never the enemy, they hate you from within It's for them niggas that play with the razors in the bin My neck, my rod sharp, my right with razors in my pen my little woe will put the gauge up to your chin He gon' wait till I say when But his patience running thin Look, I am the illest I am the realest I ain't a rapper I am a killer I am a menace Listen, I have completed what you trying to finish I'm aiming at your cap Trying to pill it It's the machine Bit machine Bit machine Bit machine Bit Back at it again on the second portion of the beats. Um, we just heard, actually, I just played for Ralph. It was um, Conway the Machine, A Thousand Corpses off the Reject 2 project, um, Griselda out of Buffalo. Um, I, it, it, well, let, let me let Ralph get on the mic on this one. Go ahead, Ralph. What'd you think of the song? Nah, I mean, you know, a harpering back to the I don't give a fuck, I need your shit, and I'm gonna take it from you vibe. I was just saying it had like a whole Jada Kiss, one note, monotone, eerie ass vibe to it. I dug it. That's the type of hip hop that I that, that needs to be out there. It might not be for everybody. I get yeah. it. But for the cats like me who like rap music yeah. over hip hop, I like rap music. And rap okay. has always been aggressive. Okay. okay. You know what I mean? Where are my rappers at? Okay. 
yeah, the um, there's definitely uh, these, yeah, these. I'm trying to remember when that project came out, but it had to be within the last year or two. Yeah, he he, he referenced a pretty current movie in the song, so yeah, when he said the I'm the captain now, you yeah, know, that's, so that's a. So this, it's relatively a new song. It's not talking ninety nine, two thousand. No, yeah, it's, you know? it's it's now it's up front now. Um, yeah, definitely one of the cats where I was like, young cat. Um, one, I think one of the guys, one of the crew, the crews that are benefiting from doing their own thing. I think they recently, within the last year, signed to um, Shady or a joint venture with Shady, but they have their own thing, Griselda Records, um, and they were they were making money on their own uh, uh, touring. Um, Doing shows and uh, they took they took that model that we so much discussed in the first portion. Um, I thought you'd dig this one because it has a heavy heavy guitar vibe. Yeah, yeah the, the yeah. drum pattern is real basic but so effective. It's eerie though. I like yeah, it. And it, yeah, um, it's and a little disturbing. And I, I kind of dig that. You know. Yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely an audience for everything, and I think that's um, one of the things that uh, you don't. They, they don't. They, but that shit will never play on the radio. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was getting to. And, and you so, know what I mean? Why not? Why not? There's an audience for everything. Why wouldn't it play on the radio? Right, right, but right, is, right, you know, right. is it is it that they just want you to get familiar with one type of vibe, and then um, and then they condition you into thinking that that's what it's supposed to be, so that when you're ever introduced to something different, um, you're real quick to say, oh, that's not good or that's that's garbage. But there is a lot of talent out there. You ha you know, you could always look it up if you if you want to dig into. Yeah, hip hop found itself into a place of it has to be safe for yeah. all people to listen to. Yeah. And that's when it lost the aggression. And that's one thing I commend about rock music. Like, they don't give a fuck about what's safe to who. You want to listen to safe instrumental music? Go listen to country. There you go. And you know what I mean? So that's what helped me gravitate into the rock, is specifically into the metal, is that, you know, hey, I got something to say. It ain't for everybody, but if you want to hear it, here we fucking go. Now, you remember... I think it was probably a little bit before our time, but we heard about it. We've seen the influences in our time. Um, you remember that, that rock music uh, carried a bad connotation. Sure. It, you remember that that happened. Yeah, 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 now, though. it's crazy how that's become more of the norm. In other words, there's always going to be a scapegoat. There's always going to be a fall guy. Back yeah. then, it was rock music. Elvis was controversial as fuck Elvis, in his yes, day. You, yeah, on you TV, listen to Elvis you now, that? and you're like, this is some joke shit. But in yes, his day, that was major controversy. Correct, correct. Shaking his hips and whatnot. Like, whoa, what yeah, is this was, dude yeah, doing? What's this guy doing? Yeah, man. That's, that's, I don't want that in my household yeah, coming through yeah, my TV yeah. in front of my children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No you doubt. No saying? doubt. That was, that, was the mind, that was the mind frame back then. So there's, so I think, I think... Um, I think a lot of the, the rap that you're looking for is um, it's, it's kind of um, categorized in this spot where we're like, the, this is going to be the new bad. You know, rock and roll was the was the bad for a while. And then, you know, the next thing was bad. And well, what else do we have to Gangsta point out? Rap. Gangsta, Gangsta rap. Gangsta rap was, was bad. the scapegoat for everything. Yeah, see, Dolores Tucker made a big thing about it. Um, yeah. And that was the new bad. And Two Live Crew got banned. You hear what I'm saying? Banned, people. Yeah, for real. And if like, it wasn't for real, for a while, banned in the United States for for putting words. Words out. Yep. That's like against the constitution of yeah. this great country. And that's why Uncle Luke, shouts to you, Uncle Luke, the yeah, Bill Five represent. Definitely, Uncle um, Luke did his thing, and it made it possible for yeah. everybody else to, you know, from that point on, Damn to be right. able to express themselves regardless. Damn right. Um, so I think that's that's what we're we're noticing now, as far as a certain. Um, a certain uh, how do you say sound that you've been looking for for you for years you've been missing for and now you're finding it in some of the heavy uh, heavy metal. Um, it's just that yeah I think there's always a moment where um, you know hip hop for a while has been the new bad. Now again 
if it, unless it's the stuff that they play on the radio where it's deemed socially acceptable, um, it's crazy to me that um, some of these people gain success. Um, I'm not going to, I don't know, I should mention some of the names, but um, there's definitely people that have come and gone. It gained their success, came and went. Uh, parents found it a lot more accessible. They, they listened to it around their yeah. kids. Um, I'll and, name them. Fuck it. Ja Rule. Uh, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'll name them. Fire. I was thinking more along the lines of Iggy Azalea, but Ja Rule, you nah, just got No, 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 no. We're not even going to go to Iggy. Okay. Iggy, okay. Iggy's got a fat ass. Leave her alone. <laughs> but nah, Ja Rule, man. We're on the real. Like, it, it, was, it was for the masses. That yeah, was, was not for that was not for rap fans. Yeah, and that's why Fifty Cent, who was at the time very much a rapper, was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Yeah, yeah. And DMX too. DMX went at him hard, from what I remember. Did he go on? I know that. Yeah, they, DMX you know had a big problem with him. You mentioned DMX, and the crazy thing, which brings me back to the point I was gonna make, was. Um, Ja Rule wasn't always like that. No, he, he had, wasn't. When he, he was went down commercial. with the Children of the Corn, I think it was, which was. Was it Children of the Corn? I know there was a crew. I think it was Children of the Corn, which included, I believe, DMX, Ja Rule. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, Jay-Z. I mean, Google, y'all could Google that and check it out. It might have been. I'm not out. sure about that. But, but that was, there was a moment there where he came. No, the man had talent. Yes. But he went totally commercial with the whole Irv Gotti, Murder, yeah. Inc. thing. The most misplaced name in the history of music because <laughs> there was no murder going on in that ink. What the... Hey, I'm not gonna say nothing. At least, at least, was... at least on the records. Uh, yeah. Maybe not in the streets, but at least on the records. Yeah. Okay, you mean? Okay, I, I see what you mean. Like there wasn't a level of frustration. There wasn't that anger. Yeah, there wasn't yeah, that. No, they came out party. Okay, I got they you. Came I got out from you. day one on some party shit. For real. For you know real. what I mean? And DMX at that time was bodying bitches. Yeah. Before, yeah. before, before was... whatever unfortunately happened to that young man. But that was a bar. Like, like he raised it. Like it was. Oh, he was amazing. He put himself in a category where even yeah. if anybody. Attempted something, it's it would still even yeah, if it was yeah. their best effort, it would still be yeah, yeah, yeah. you know no, no. he those still first, relaxed. Those first him. three four albums of his were like, holy shit, this is this is Hall of Fame music right here. Yeah, I mean, I think no he doubt. dropped two of those platinum albums in one year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man, that, yeah, there was definitely a vibe that's come and gone. You don't see it as much now. Um, uh, I don't know if it's. I mean, I'm sure that there's there's youthful there's people. You know, there's people, there's youth, there's creatives that are, are kind of feeling this, but they're at the same time want to reach a plateau uh, or a level that uh, has been established by mainstream media. So they figured, well, we got to do this. If we're going to be successful, if we're going to make it anywhere, we got to do this. So, yeah, um, yeah there's um, there's definitely uh, there's been definitely a disconnect between the the um, the different styles of rap. Um not everybody's doing everybody's doing the same thing not everybody's doing their own thing you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah, everybody's yeah, kind of yeah. putting out a similar product sure 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 besides yeah. the greats yeah and that's in all music really I mean you wouldn't even want to go into you hear a song on the radio by one of these young ladies and R&B pop music whatever you want to call it it could be any one of them you don't know who it is yeah it's hard to dis- it could be oh who's them. this it's blah 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 unless it's like Rihanna who has a distinct voice mm-hmm. or yeah. vibe yeah it's you know someone along that line, but most people, it could be anybody. My daughter's listening to music, and I'm like, who the hell is that? Yeah, it's blah 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 blah. Oh, okay, cool. It sounds like the other blah 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 blah. That we just heard before. That. Oh, is that the same person we yeah, just yeah, heard? Yeah, no, that's yeah, a different yeah. person. Yeah, 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 yeah you yeah, get yeah, a lot yeah. of that. You and then if you're if you're different, a la a Lady Gaga, who I don't like that type of music, but you can't deny how talented the young lady is. Mm-hmm. She's crazy. People say this girl's out of her goddamn mind because she's just a little bit different than everybody else. You yeah. Know what I mean? Well, that's that's what I well, think. Well, the that's bitch the... did wear flapstick as a dress. It's true. So <laughs> yeah, that might yeah, be the problem. Yeah. Yo. You know what I mean, that's a that's a 
That's a, a barbecue in the barrio. No, I was gonna say she wouldn't have made it through any city, any city in Argentina wearing nah, that because nah, they would have found a way to put her. <laughs> yeah. Mira, mira, mira. <laughs> she brought the me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not for real. Oh, but uh, you know, you know, I guess you gotta do what you gotta do to get your name and face out there. But yeah, yeah, know. it doesn't rely on talent alone anymore. And leave Iggy Azalea alone, bro. I don't know, you man. You can turn the music down and be totally happy. What's wrong? Oh, with you? you can always watch videos on mute, man. That's definitely if you're just there, you know, uh, if you're just there. But again, man, don't. My don't... daughters love. Shout out to Iggy. My daughters love you. Really? Yeah, they wow. do. Wow. I I recently saw a video clip where she was, uh, I think, in Germany performing, and. Um, Somebody actually subtitled the, the quote-unquote freestyle she was doing on oh, stage. I'm sure it was just a lot of words. And it was together. just a bunch of words Rhyming thrown together words. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. barely rhymed. Um, there was a lot of pausing and throwing the words together. And and you know what? She's pretty fast, though. I'm not. No, bro. No, no, no. I, they, I, I'll show you the video. Okay. Y'all can Google the video. It's Iggy, Aze, Iggy Azalea, uh, Germany, freestyle. And y'all going to find it up there. You'll see it where they, and somebody subtitles what she's saying and it makes no sense whatsoever and now okay then i'm not even putting the blame on her in this particular video because i never expected a lot of quality as far as when it comes to her sure, rhymes sure, sure. or her freestyle she's never been known to, to freestyle catchy songs that's all who i'm upset with is whoever the dj was behind her <laughs> hyping her bro my man was <laughs> my man was letting that air horn go off <laughs> dropping bombs like funk flex like, if she was saying the dopest shit ever, I was like, yo, you know what? It's not even her fault. But he's but on the you, payroll. But you, you can't, no, my, man's, my man's cashing checks, Eddie. Yeah, still, he's on the bro, payroll, bro. Got, <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, it's, yo shout out to female rappers. What people do What for up, money. Kim? Uh, yes, yeah, That's yeah, my girl. Yeah. That's my favorite female of really? all time. Okay, okay. Um, Lady of Rage. Yeah. She did yeah, her thing. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, we, we touched on female rappers a couple episodes ago. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's plenty of y'all out there that deserve your props. Uh, keep doing your thing. Um, keep showing the keep showing some of these cats how it's done. Um, and uh, But yeah, man, <laughs> definitely. I don't want to end it on Iggy Azalea. Nah, um, nah, nah, nah. So, so, so real quick, one rapper you could always go back to and listen to. Um, oh, no all day what. long, Ghostface Killer. Anything okay. he ever put out, from the Wu okay. days Tony to his to his uh, solo stuff. There's like, I mean, to me, like, I guess uh, maybe our 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 pasts are similar mm -hmm. in upbringing. Neither one of us had a mother, which is okay. is mostly. When you hear things, it's always the other way. They don't have a dad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had a dad. I had yeah. a fucking a fucking great dad. I didn't have a mom. Okay. And okay. neither did neither did my man Ghostface. And a lot of his music is, it just I don't know. I just feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. And I, I got a a couple of friends of mine that are heavily into the hip hop community. Whether they make beats, rhyme, do whatever. Okay. Some some big some big names out there. I'm not dropping names, but some big names out there. And okay, shout out to y'all. I asked him. You Get know, you on the show sometime. I uh, I'm fucking. I'm gonna drop a name. Street Runner. Okay. That's my man. Peace, peace. And I asked him. I said, Yo, who's your favorite rapper? And he didn't even skip a beat. He said Ghostface. Wow. And I said, Yo, me too. Why? Okay. And he said he's just he's just a different cat than all the rest of them. Yeah. So for me, I could listen to any go any album Ghostface ever put out. Word. Period. Okay. Now, Biggie's the greatest. That's okay. my opinion. But if I'm rocking, it's Ghostface all day. Nice, nice. And for for, for those of y'all who don't know, part of the Wu Tang, not Method Man. 
It's Ghostface. Ghostface. It's Ghostface all yeah. day for, for Ralph. Yeah, that's me. That's me. I love I love the the marble mouth thing he's got going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the the delivery. Okay. The wordsmithing. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just the obviously the beats more than likely coming from the RZA. Yeah. Because he yeah. pretty much produces all their stuff. Yeah, yeah. From what I understand. Up until lately, I think they've, they've been moving into a couple... They've always had a couple of different Swiss beats in-house probably producer. Probably in there, but... Um, uh, but even in-house, like uh, True Master. Uh, True Master. Um, who else? There's a... Oh, what's the guy? I think it's Silver Rings. He's the one that produced the, the album that sold for a million dollars. Mm-hmm. That was all Silver Rings. I think yeah, he's, yeah, I yeah. think he's Moroccan. But there's always been a couple of uh, in-house producers that have come up under uh, RZA as well. But yeah, the majority of the of the uh, production uh, early on was RZA. Yeah, and talk about a talent, the RZA man. They're, like he came up with pretty much all of it. If you go back and be a Wu Tang historian, yeah, like some of these cats are really deep into Wu Tang. Like it, you know, I mean, these other cats were rhyming better than him. But but they weren't musically as talented no. as this young man. Well, there's a reason why him and Jizza are the Abbott and the Master. That they 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 yeah. they birthed the whole thing. They yeah, were yeah, they yeah. were the, uh, the even the whole even the whole old school samurai seventy samurai movie yeah, getup yeah. that they attached themselves to. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Kabuki yeah. theater and whatnot. Yeah yeah no definitely uh, so, one of one of my favorite. And my man my man is getting into scoring movies now and. Yeah. They don't score movies anymore. And when you listen to a RZA movie and you're like, wow, this movie is scored well. Yeah. Again, so that's again, good. Uh, again, a work, that, a work yeah. ethic. You know, yeah. if, if he would have been satisfied, if he would have been satisfied with what he would have accomplished early on, um, it, which could easily well have happened, um, we, you know, we would have never gotten to, to, to get to know RZA the... You know the uh, the mo- scoring movies, directing movies, yeah, yeah, starring yeah. in movies, but that yeah, all yeah. comes from a place where you you know you always feel that you could accomplish more, and you have the work ethic to make yourself better at things or or over you know or accomplish other um, avenues. Yeah, man, you have to have that, man. You definitely, man. Dope. So, Ghostface. Ghostface um, is it for me. Ghostface is it. So we're, where we're at right now is um. Let me throw one more name out there that, okay. that underrated in my opinion. Okay, hit him. Andre three thousand. Oh, Outcast. Oh, yeah, no man. This yeah. young man, holy shit! You, the first Outcast song I ever heard on that album that no one can pronounce. Super Califrici, Espialidocious <laughs> bullshit, whatever the fuck it was. And he came out there spitting, and I was like, a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure it was he was spitting on a Goody Mob track. It wasn't even their own shit. Okay. And I was like, wow, who is this? Okay. Because the way he speaks and the way he chops up the word and pauses and reconnects or makes one word that's known into a whole nother connotation, mm. like Andre 3000 is that dude. Yeah, Ralph, you're Underrated, bro. No, well, actually, you know what? Yes, in, in the grand scheme of things, they're probably underrated. Um... But you'll be surprised how many people actually share that same sentiment. There's a lot of people that put him in their top three, um, and rightfully so. Like you said, uh, Andre had a has. I mean, we haven't heard a lot from him. I think recently he did something. Oh, he did put something out. Like he, he was featured on somebody's. Oh, on uh, Anderson Pack's new album. I think it's called Ventura. He's on a song there. He was featured on there. I mean, he did some stuff with Frank Ocean before that. He'll drop yeah, yeah, a verse yeah. here and there. Right, That's what right, he do. Right, He'll right, hop right. in and out. Um, but uh, definitely, like you said, he he had a he has a way of. Um, I think this okay. There's, a, there's an artist called J Live, which I listen to. Shouts to you, J Live. Um, and um, he said he had a line where where he said, um, "I make words rhyme even when they don't." Um, Andre has a way of fitting words in yeah. to his rhyme scheme where. 
on the surface, you're like, I don't know if that made sense. But when you hear them, when you hear it in its whole context, you're like, how the hell did he do that? Like yeah, he yeah, managed yeah. to start off, like you said, on this syllable and then end, and then end the line on a syllable and then start on that second or third syllable, the next line. And it's like, yo, he made it fit. Like he, yeah, yeah, like he yeah. put it together. And it's like effortless. It doesn't sound yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. forced. There's no forcing in it. And definitely, you know, shit. Yeah, yeah, man. Andre, yeah. Andre 3000 is another one of those cats I could just rock all day. Just and 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 as I, as we sit here and think about it, I could just think what a what a solo project. I mean, the Love Below was a solo project, but it was a joint project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah two yeah, different yeah. albums, but you know, so we got to hear his solo project, but something where it was just him. Put it out. That yeah, that would be something else. I don't think we'll ever get it, but uh, but definitely that's something that. Uh, no, another one dabbling in the movies now and 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 pretty good. Yeah. You know, in the Four Brothers movies, he yes. was pretty good, yeah. and then doing this or that or whatever, and you know. Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, waiting definitely. for his waiting for his. What's his son's name? Seven. Seven. Yeah, with Eric about I mean, that's got to. That's a talent right there. I think he just graduated yeah, yeah. high school. If they're in, if he's into music, there's got to be something special there because oh, Badu yeah, is one yeah. of the between yeah. Badu and him. You know, that's a the combination's got to be a DNA else. talent. That's got to yeah. be crazy. So yeah, I don't know if he even does music or not, but if it does, that would be something you can just else. Just imagine what that would yeah, sound yeah. like. Man. <laughs> dope, sure. Dope. So boom, um, Ghostface Killer. Always your to go to. Um, we gave Andre 2000 his props, and like I said, there's a lot more people feel the same way you do than you might think. Um, I guess we'll watch Iggy Azalea videos on mute or something like that. Apparently, um, I played you the Thousand Corpses by Conway. You was feeling that, and it's um, and you gave us a couple of different um, uh, clips of like what we should be listening to when it comes to metal. Chop Suey uh, by uh, who's that again? That's a. Uh... That's um, damn of a system of the down. <laughs> system of a down, yeah, chop yeah, suey. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Blame it on the Ennis, baby. That's it. <laughs> so that's just a sign that we need to wrap up this segment so we can get into the next segment and discuss the eats. Bruise beats and eats the podcast. Oh, yes. head head. Yes, yes. Hold tight. Yeah. And if you don't know, now you know. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. Old Head Ed back again with my man Ralph. Ralphius in the house. Solar System Studios. We're doing our thing. Taking them through the paces. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. We drank brews. We discussed beats. And now, it all come, culminates into this, this moment here where we discuss, we discuss food. We discuss eats. What we eat. What we don't like to eat. Uh, the sources of energy, sources of uh, of uh, mana. the protein, mana. Yes, well, I guess it's going through days. So, Ralph, Ralph, favorite dish? Oh man, yo, and and and, and honestly, I haven't had it in a minute. Okay, but pasteles. Okay, con arroz con andules. Okay, totones con ajo. Damn. Okay. That's a plate, bro. That so let me let me uh, let me break that down for those who aren't uh, Spanishly inclined. Yes. That is a dish. Pasteles is a dish made from ground roots that makes a masa or a, a a meat, if you say you will, stuffed with anyone can stuff with anything. The way my grandma made it, the way I love it, is three things got to be in there: chickpeas, 
red bell peppers and olives. That's how my grandma made them. She didn't put pork, she didn't put chicken, she didn't put none of that in there. Really? Garbanzo, red bell pepper, and olives. Aceitunas. Aceitunas. You're, talking, you're talking about the green ones with the pimento in them. Damn right. Yes. So yes. You, you make this masa paste with it, you roll it up inside a, a banana leaf. Okay. You freeze it first, then you boil it for a couple hours. It takes days to make this shit. It's Puerto Rican caviar. <laughs> it's, if you know somebody from the island or someone's grandma or someone's abuelita from the island that's gonna make it, make sure you get on it. Yes. It's not a dish you can go, it's not Cuban. You can't go down to Las Vegas and get it. Las Vegas, for those don't know. Shout out to Las Vegas, y'all do your thing, but no. It's a Cuban cuisine, it's a spot down here in Florida, South Florida. So, no, but uh, let me tell you, that's my all time, could eat it yesterday, tomorrow, two years from now, next month, whatever. And I I don't, and I've had it before, and I I feel strongly about it as well. And I think what makes it so good is the time and effort that goes into it. It takes days to make it, to grind the roots. Yeah, you have to take your, whether you're using uh, the the root, the yuca, I've I've had them with yuca on the outside, and that's a a task. You have to grind down, like, with with a cheese grinder, you have to grind down the yuca, the root, whatever you use. Malanga, yuca. Yeah. To make to uh, make the mold, it's pretty much a tamale. If anybody knows what what, what Mexicans do with tamale, but this is on this is on a uh, on more of an island twist. Um, yeah. And then and then like you said, they'll they'll, they'll Platano, they'll stuff calabaza, calabaza, uh, yeah. which is pumpkin, and uh, you know all these other. It's it's something else. It takes a long time to make, and it's usually like a Christmas vibe kind of thing. Yes, yeah, you know what I mean. They'll start, they'll start prepping them and mass producing them right around Christmas, and then that, that way they'll have them at the functions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you know some of the old folks will sell them. You know, sure, sell them. Sure, that, sure, yeah, sure, sure, definitely. Sure. You can't go wrong with a pastele. So pastele, you you know what? Now you you've uh, kind of intrigued me with this because I don't think I've ever had one with with the with the chickpeas with the garbanzo. It's always yeah, had that's the, the way chicken. my grandma did them. Now wow. you know because my grandma and them they were from pepino in the mountains in puerto rico and really poor okay and and you know the, the meat just they couldn't afford that shit so they just they did it their way nice and they made it go and what they would do is they would take uh like an olive oil or a vegetable oil mm-hmm. and soak them in um achote okay and and make like a flavored oil and then they would soak the garbanzo beans in there for like three days wow so the just garbanzos and i have this achote oil like in yeah. them you know what i mean yeah and then nice. the, the fresh red bell pepper in there with the acetuna, the the the, the Spanish olives yeah. with the pimento in them. Ooh. And man, let me tell you, I've had them the other way with pork and beef and chicken, and they're good too that way. But there's no depth of flavor like that. Really, Saf, that achote uh, oiled garbanzo beans is gonna nice. give it. You know, nice. And then arroz con gandules, rice and pigeon peas for the yeah. my, my English brethren. Yes. Um, you know, Puerto Rican staple. Every almost every meal, every time, it's gonna be there. It's it is what it is. It's a dry rice dish with beet with uh, pigeon peas in it, and usually some olives, maybe a little roast pork now and then. I prefer it without the roast pork because it takes away from the flavor. Did you um did uh if, if it's anything like me and growing up and spending time with my grandmother uh did you ever did you ever shuck the peas the pods all the time she yes. grew them in the backyard yeah and I right would shuck them the all the time on the fence on the fence damn right yo snatch some yep, snatch yep, some yep, yep. peas off the I fence I used to watch uh the the worst show of all time Walker Texas Ranger with my grandpa <laughs> sitting there with a bowl in front of two bowls two bowls one, one for the shells and one for the one for the peas man Correct. and Correct. and yeah man just just making it happen you know spending time. 
Dope. With the family and uh, dope, dope. Could you, would you say that that, that this, those moments um, kind of gave you a better understanding or help you uh, become uh, inclined in the kitchen? Yeah, you know, you know, the other bit of my assholeness as a child was if I wasn't out there playing the wood, I was in the kitchen with grandma doing, helping her do her thing, you know, and okay. I kind of got a love for both of them, really, you know. Nice. You know, um, but yeah, definitely, definitely, my grandmother was a was a untrained like four star style chef like she could cook whatever Man. you know i don't even think my grandmother went to third grade because i just didn't do that back in okay. the early 50s in puerto rico you know okay. the women didn't do shit they okay. did what they did so but man she could cook anything wow. especially rincon spanish food you know she okay. could do whatever it was so yeah definitely just watching her do her thing um i definitely don't follow her practices because she well overcooked everything <laughs> That's another island thing. If you're an island person and you got an abuelita or, or a grandmother or older folks, they overcook everything to kill whatever the hell's in the meat or, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I don't take that part of the, the world in it, but... Word. But yeah. And then uh, totones con ajo. That's uh, a green plantain pressed where you boil it a little bit, then you press it down flat, then you fry it. With a garlic oil sauce on the top, mm, there's like nothing better, bro. I mean, yeah. it's just like damn. And yes. the three of those together just makes the greatest plate of food you ever had in your life. Harmonious. I, that's, yes. And that reminds me of when I first met you uh, years ago. Uh, one of the early conversations was you was like, yeah, I sat there and um, one of the, one of the two conversations that stick out to me were, yeah, man, I, I went to my you know my grandma's house and I sat there a plate of arroz con andule, eh, pastele. And Totona, I'm like, bro, that's starched out. Like, you yeah. had all that, and you didn't go into a, <laughs> you didn't go into a diabetic coma. That's, that's it, so baby. much starch. I mean, I can see people eating it, yeah, yeah, but yeah. just like, yo, know, that's that's a. That, you, I mean, you might as well bring a lunch to eat that. Yeah, yeah. Because you're gonna be there and for you, a while. And you ready? On top of it, al Malta hatway. Ooh. On top of it all. Nah, Malta. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you gotta wash it down with something. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. The other the other story that uh, that that brings me back to is. Um, you bringing home a, 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 an early girlfriend or a date back in the days or whatnot, and uh, you invited her over for dinner with, with grandma's cooking, and, and she did the thing you're not supposed to do when you go to somebody's house who takes, you know, who takes a lot of uh, pride in their cooking. And it was, uh, what did homegirl ask for? I think she- Ketchup. Ate, yeah. Can I have ketchup for my rice? <laughs> and okay, now granted, white rice, has been known to be paired with ketchup. That's a times. Spanish thing. White yes. rice, ketchup, and hot dogs is another Spanish staple. Pero arroz con gandule. No, no, no. What, no, what are never. you adding ketchup to it for? No, no. If anything, a little picante. Yes. A little hot sauce. If you're into that, mm -hmm. that's it. That's it. You ain't. Don't hit it with no salt. Don't I, hit no. it with no pepper. No. Definitely don't hit it with no ketchup. No. That's. Listen. No. <laughs> if we're gonna allow anything, it's that hot sauce. But yeah. anything else. Bro, you're looking for problems. Yeah, you're yeah, looking yeah, for yeah, problems. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know how it is. Then once they see that happen, you know they'll take that in, yeah, and yeah. then they'll look at you and uh, they go, "What you gonna do about this? Yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what are you gonna do about Ooh, this?" Shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, those. Yeah. So just, just so anybody yeah, else doesn't yeah, make that mistake, you know, yeah. just heed our warning. Just don't put ketchup on rice. 
that's already had, you know, a lot of love. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like 30 ingredients in that rice already. Yes. You know what I mean, it's not like just, it's not like white rice off the, in the rice cooker. This ain't Baskin salt. Robbins. You don't need yeah. the 31st ingredient. <laughs> <laughs> ingredient. Just 30. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No <laughs> doubt. That's my all time go to, go to, go to right nice, there, you know. Nice. And okay. uh, wow, looking back on it, you know, that's a vegan meal. Okay. There's no meat on that dish. Well, yeah, that specific one, yes. There's no meat on that dish yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's all roots and vegetables and rice and... Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Do it, so. you, you know, doing it before it was even a thing, man. Yeah, it's, doing it before it was a thing. Yeah, just yeah. out of a... On a level of... Uh, I think, you know, in the beginning probably was well more... You just couldn't afford to eat meat. And yeah. you made it work otherwise. You correct. Know? You know? Correct, so correct. Now it's a, you know, you get meat anywhere all the time, but mm -hmm. in that time, that's what it was. And my grandma, man, shout out to you, Abuela, I miss you. Yeah, there you go. Abuela always gets love. All Abuelas get love here. That's Especially right. Especially when they're doing their thing. <laughs> Especially when they make magic happen like that, man. That's right, that's right. You can't deny that. Yeah, that's my all-time best. Now, currently, okay. we're talking about right now, mm -hmm. I'm going to fuck everybody up. Okay. My current favorite dish is cooked by my wife, the beauty queen. Okay. Out of Jamaica. Cherise! Shout out to the island. Okay. She makes these, uh, it's called Chananalu. Okay. And what it is, it's another chickpea dish. I got this chickpea thing going on, right? So it's a chickpea and potato dish that she makes in a Jamaican curry sauce, which is, okay. uh, she makes it with the, the Jamaican yellow curry and um, coconut milk. Okay. And stews it down nice. with some... Uh, some coconut shreds and sweet raisins. Really? And then here's, here's the part that's gonna fuck everybody up. She puts us like a little uh, charred tofu in it. Wait, wait, wait. Over does white know, rice. Does she know you're giving away her secrets before we go any further? <laughs> I mean, for your own protection. I said tofu. Everyone stop listening. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but that dish right there over a bowl of white rice with some broccoli or maybe a little kale salad on the side or something on the healthier tip. Man, nothing ever tastes so good. It's really? it's unbelievable. It's that it's my current favorite dish. Like I could, if I walk in the house after a hard day of work and <laughs> I smell it on the stove, I know I'm gonna have a good meal, and that's it, man. <laughs> I don't need nothing else, you know. Yeah. You'll be there posted up, waiting with the fork yeah. and knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. You know, nice. you know. So yeah, that Chananalu, uh It's uh, it's actually, I believe, the origin is like a Trinidadian Chinese dish. Believe okay. it or not. Okay. But. She does her own flavors with it, and man, it's it's amazing. It's, it's really amazing. My favorite current dish. I wow, can eat so, it every night. So she takes a, uh, a quite possibly a Trinidadian Chinese dish, adds the Jamaican flair to it, and um, and, and and then you just start singing One Love. Yeah. yeah after, after a couple of after a couple of forkfuls of that, you just yeah 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 yeah. Every now and then she'll hit it with some lentils, which brings another whole another level to it. But okay, I could do it with or without. I mean, but nice. uh, you know, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's something I can really get down on. Hit that with some really hot hot sauce and. You're in okay. Heaven. Oh, so you get down you're with the heaven. heat. You get down with the heat. Oh the yeah. Spice. I'm all about everything super hot. So. That's right. I remember. I remember there being several collections of hot sauce over at your place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, do yeah. recall. I do recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I haven't nice. met one yet that could really kill me, but. <laughs> but going back to my grandma real quick. Um, yeah. Her mother, my great grandmother, was a. She grew peppers in the island. That's what she did. Okay. So this bitch could not be hurt. And every time she would come to Florida, me and my cousin, she'd bring us a different little set of peppers to eat. 
And some of them she would pickle, some of them would be raw, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. This is before they were checking your suitcases, people. Yeah. Back in the day, early 80s. You know what I mean? But uh, my cousin and I would be like, who could eat the most peppers before making a face or before you know how fucking oh, hot do, that shit oh, is burning your ass. Oh, yeah, I was on the Shaq challenge back then. Yeah, Shaq we was like, like, I'm going to eat this hot sauce without making a face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we would do that shit. Or, or how many can you eat before you got to get up or whatever, whatever. So... <laughs> We kind of napalmed ourselves back in the day, so really um, nothing's hot. <laughs> so if you're out to, if if you find yourself sitting at a table with me, and you ask me, is it hot? Don't take my fucking word for it, because <laughs> I'm gonna say no, and you're gonna hurt yourself. Yes, and then you're gonna feel deceived. <laughs> right? you're, gonna, you're gonna try to hold Ralph accountable, not knowing what his palate is like. There's questions you gotta ask. You know, you have to you have to feel yourself out. <laughs> around Ralph, you don't know. Yeah, don't yeah, know. yeah. Nothing's hot to me, so yeah, don't don't get fucked up on my account. You know what bro, I mean? Because I don't. On, on the other side of it, I also don't give a fuck. So you're not gonna you're not make me feel bad about it either. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man, yeah. it comes with the territory. It comes with the territory, <laughs> man. You just you can't walk around with being a, a certified asshole without having these. Uh, yeah. That that way of getting down. Um, bam. All right, so we covered quite a few there. I guess. Now is the point where I ask you, um, are you a big dessert guy? I'm not. I don't okay. like sweet things. I okay. never have since I was a jit. Okay. Never liked the sweet stuff. A um, couple things, I, I like sour. So a couple right. things I really can get down on, like a key lime pie back in the day. But okay. I don't really fuck with eggs hard anymore, like pretty much at all anymore. Okay. So I can't really mess with the key lime pies, but... Yeah, because a, yeah. a lot of these desserts do involve... Uh, yeah, I, 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 you know what I mean? I'm on bite. I'll take a bite. If you okay. have a dessert, I'll have a bite. I don't want anything more than a bite. If I order a whole dessert, I'm eating a bite. It's a waste of money. Yeah. Because yeah. I, by, by that second spoonful, I'm already like, this is woo, too sweet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I mean, you actually have, you could actually walk away saying, yeah, I tried that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. took my bite and that, and that was that. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. That. But uh, if I have anything that's like a dessert type thing, I could say is like a ginger cookie, which ginger. isn't sweet. You know, it okay. just has that own little thing to it. I love ginger snaps. Okay. Oatmeal raisin cookies, not too sweet. You know, something yeah. like that. But yeah. even that, I can't eat too much of it. I'm, huh. I'm just not on Wait that sweet level. I see. So, uh, so see, I found uh, I found a fellow member of the oatmeal raisin army. Oh, no doubt about uh, it. I came under fire. No, 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 no. I no, came no. under fire recently. Yeah, yeah, I heard that one. You know, and your queen, uh, your yes, queen. Yes. She's wrong about this. Yeah, you know. Oh. Say that. Yeah, I, she's wrong about this. I'm telling say, you right I now. Say that. <laughs> uh, a good oatmeal raisin cookie will change your life. Yeah, you know what? I agree, man. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you could always add elements to it, but nah, no, you got a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of ginger, the nice raisin, oatmeal, which is always always a welcome at my table. Yeah. Oatmeal is always welcome. Grits, oatmeal—that's always welcome. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a foundation, man. No doubt. Damn, oatmeal, oatmeal raisin cookie army. We've gained another warrior. <laughs> now we could take on what's coming from the other side of the wall. Yeah. Because winter is here. That's right. Bam. So here we is. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Bruce Beats and he's the podcast. We uh, we went through uh, Bruce. We went through Beats. And we were able to delve deep into Ralph's psyche when it came to food. So now if y'all paid attention, you know it's arroz con gandules. Pasteles. His grandmother's pasteles with the garbanzo beans in them. Damn all right. right. And then tortones. One mojo de ajo, and um, oh, and Sharice's uh, Chana, what was it? Chana Lalu. Chana Lalu. Yeah. Chana Lalu. You know what? See, now I'm gonna find an excuse to get out the Ralph's house sometime. <laughs> 
and That's figure right. out what all this fuss is about of this channel That's right. And uh, and then uh, I'll definitely share my experience on uh, on IG or whatnot. So uh, so yeah, man. Um, I think that's it. No desserts for you. Nah, You're more nah. of a, you'll take a bite just to experience it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but ultimately, if it's not something sour or tart, you really don't mess with it. Yeah, you know what dessert is? Whiskey. A nice I, bourbon or a nice whiskey, okay. that's what I'll take. Help with the digestion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get a let me get a little three-ouncer of some nice. Like nice whiskey. That's a good dessert for me. Yeah, just like yeah. the the, no pun intended, but the, the cherry on top of the yeah, ice yeah. cream. It's like you're yeah, going to yeah. finish things off. Is there a particular whiskey? Jack Daniels, Jack Daniels all day long, okay, baby. Okay. I mean, it, you know, y'all sleeping on it with your fancy shit. Yeah, it, yeah. You don't have to do much more. You don't have to do much more. Go ahead and Google a little documentary on Lynchburg and 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 how much effort they put into this simple drink. Apparently, they didn't drink it. They can't. That's it's what I'm dry, saying. It's a dry, it's a dry county. county. But yeah. how much effort goes into yeah. making a bottle? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like you yeah. know, it has to take a lot of. You, you want to put together a product where it's like you know, timeless. It, it's timeless, and yeah. you're gonna, you're not gonna be able to enjoy it there. <laughs> so you know, I have to travel well. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, all right, let's grab these bottles. Let's go into the next county yep, and drink yep, this. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so whiskey as a dessert, bro. You know, you might, you might be starting a new wave, man. Yeah. Whiskey as a dessert, people. We did what we we're supposed to do here. We talked. We brews. didn't even mention the Jaeger party, so we did good. We talked. That's brews. a different podcast. We talked brews. <laughs> we talked brews. <laughs> we talked beats. We just covered eats. My man Ralph, seven two five. All day. All day, uh, representing. It was a pleasure. Thanks for joining. Yes, yes. And uh, man, I, like I said, uh, this is um, this is normal for us. This is normal for us to have conversations like these, and it, it, it'll show in the in the runtime of this. <laughs> but again, man, I appreciate you coming out. Thank you for everything, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Glad to be here. Bruce Beast and Eats the podcast. Old head Ed. I'll catch y'all on the other side. there it is bruise beats and eats the podcast as always i'd like to thank my guest ralph castro for coming through taking the time sitting down and talking it up with me i'd like to thank you the listener for tuning in yet another week shouts to solar system studios make sure you follow me on ig at bruise beats the letter n eats if you enjoyed what you heard tell a friend if you didn't enjoy it Tell an enemy. Tell somebody. There's various ways you can listen to this podcast. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and now SoundCloud. That's right. We're on SoundCloud now. So make sure you favorite, subscribe, comment, rate. Do what you do when it comes to these podcasts. Once again, Old Head Ed, signing out. Peace.